Hello and welcome to the Unfiltered Experience with Tara and Louisa. We are two girls who speak the truth about the struggle of never feeling enough whilst growing up in a world of filters and comparison. Here we will have raw, relatable and authentic conversations to empower you on your path to self-development. Come with us on the journey of unlearning. Hey guys and welcome back to episode 14. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode is about our hormonal cycle and how it links to our mental health. Yes, because let me tell you, when I'm on my period, I'm convinced I have depression yep. every month and oh. it feels like it's never going to end. I'm currently in my luteal phase, which is when your hormones drop. It's the phase or the week before you get your period. I got my period at 12. So for the first time, I've actually decided not to react to people and not to buy into the stories and just go to myself. I'm going to just think about that when I get my period and when it's all finished, because I think this has a direct relationship to where I'm at. (laughs) It is not the time to be starting conversations or getting into triggers or even surrounding yourself, like it says, in stressful situations, like avoid, absolutely avoid. No, literally Tara and I were talking about this this week because I told her, I said, I'm in my week before my period. And I was saying how I need to come with like a warning sign. Mm. Like I need like a proceed with caution, like do not have triggering conversations. Don't bring up other women. Like (laughs) if you're my boyfriend. Be aware of the beast. (laughs) Yeah, be careful because I will react. I literally messaged my partner yesterday, like just warning you, like I am super emotional and sensitive at the moment. And so he's brought his game, thank God. So I'm like showered in validation. So I actually don't want to die or kill him today. My fiance is such a darling. Every time I'm acting like a cow yeah. and I've got a bitchy attitude, he's like, Darl, is it is it period week? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, it's all good. And he like, I don't like the way he generalizes all women, but in some aspects it really suits me. Mm. And it really suits me when he's like, you know, all you women experience this. And I'm like, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not a psycho. <laughs> I'm not a psycho. It like eliminates me from like the psychopath category. Yeah. And it gives me free reign to be an arsehole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's discuss. So we're going to start with number four, the fourth phase, which is our luteal phase. Hashtag rock bottom. Now, this phase is when we finished ovulation. It's the week before our period and our hormones drop. So we've lost any good feeling chemical and that can directly relate to how we feel about ourselves. Oh my God, yeah. I remember learning this and and I have the Flow app on my phone Mm. and I paid for like the one year subscription because I kind of wanted to get get to know myself. Yeah. And it gives you like these little alerts every morning or not every morning, but some mornings that say like, today you might feel calm or today you might feel anxious. And I remember getting a little pop-up saying today you might not like what you see in the mirror. And Mm. I was like, oh my God, I feel so validated because I was like, why do I feel like this every month? I look in the mirror and I hate myself. And it clicked. I was like, oh my, it's directly related to my hormones. I had no idea. No, neither did I until I don't know who put me onto it. I think it was my sister-in-law was reading the book by Lucy Peach, Period Queen. And 
I have always felt like really interested by the female hormonal cycle, but information wasn't really accessible. Like Mm. I had no idea where to start or where to go. And magically, like she showed me this book and the book basically goes through the four different phases. So basically men have a hormonal cycle that runs within a 24 hour period, which is why the corporate world is sort of based on this five day a week, same routine, everyday structure. Men are consistent every day. They have a spike of testosterone in the morning and that reduces by the afternoon. They're better off doing group work in the afternoon. They have like more of a spike in energy in the morning. So they're better to work on their own. And so when women try and keep up with that everyday routine, we fall short because we experience that whole hormonal cycle over the course of 28 days or 30 days, however long your cycle is. Rather than 24 hours. Can I just say, I told one of my guy friends this and he was like, you're complaining? He goes, we go through it every day. Oh my and God. I was like, come on. Mate. I said, we have a whole week at rock bottom. You get a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus our hormones are quite different as yes. well. So what I understand is that when from reading this book, she actually shared this really amazing story about her workplace where her boss was a woman and her boss knew a lot about the hormonal cycle. And so what they would do is they would schedule things as per when she was wherever she was on her cycle. So if she was on her period when you need to slow down and take rest, she'd take a lot of time off during that week. She'd have shorter hours. And then during the weeks of her like do phase, her follicular 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 I can't say the word follicular I don't follicular 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 it's follicular follicular (laughs) it's definitely folly something follicular I don't know the follicle the follicle phase And then the, the week after your period, she scheduled lots of different things for those weeks because that was her active weeks. She writes in her book how like we have a magical power and when we track our cycle, we can really lean into our strengths over yeah. the different courses and areas of our cycle and we can make it a superpower. So I haven't necessarily fully applied that or done that and neither have you. However, the awareness over where I'm at on my cycle and having a basic knowledge around where my strengths and weaknesses are for that week has been a game changer. And Mm. I would prompt anyone to go and read that book and start the journey on reading about their hormonal cycle. She has a podcast too, like like a quick recap sort of podcast of the book, which I listened to and I found that really informative because it was just kind of like a general overview. This is what you're going to feel and this is what to expect. And when I listened to that, I felt so validated So I had had an experience where I had been on the Implanon for nine years. So I'd been on hormone replacement for nine years. never got a period throughout that time. Mm. I never went through the the cycle of the menstrual cycle. And when I had the rod removed and I was introduced to what it felt like to have a menstrual cycle, I I didn't know what had hit me. Mm. I had no idea what was going on. I felt like I was all over the place. I felt like I was going backwards. I like in my progress journey, I was struggling at the gym. I was struggling with food. I was struggling with my body. And it was just like, as soon as I realized what was going on hormonally, like I started to really feel validated and I could lean into, oh, okay, like this is a week where I'm going to feel fitter and stronger. I'm going to maximize that. Whereas this is a week where I maybe won't feel as motivated to go to the gym so I can lean into some compassion around that. Mm. And 
yeah, it just gave me some insight into, yeah, how to give myself love at certain stages. Well, I think when you know it's about a chemistry issue, Mm -hmm. like a hormonal physiological issue, it takes the sting out of what you're experiencing. So yesterday for me, as we said, I'm in my luteal phase, which is when I'm the week before my period. And it's also important to articulate that everyone experiences these phases differently. I'm on the pill. So I'm not necessarily meant to experience these phases to their full capacity. But can I advocate that being on the pill, I've been on the pill for like nearly 10 years or something and with like a minor break and I feel these phases to their full degree Mm. but not necessarily for as long Mm. so I experience this phase the most about two days before my period so when I'm really due to bleed the two days before or especially the day before I'm about to get it so I stop taking the pill and normally I don't get the period until like maybe the last day of the sugar pill Mm. because it takes a while and I I'm very sensitive in my mind so last night I was like thinking about some stuff from the past and I was like obsessing over it and getting really resentful at someone and you know like really ruminating on it and then I thought hang on I know where I'm at on my cycle like I might just wait and like revisit this topic when I'm feeling better Mm. and whether I need to take action and this morning I woke up and I'm like oh that was definitely my hormones (laughs) isn't that wild but normally I will act in that place especially with my partner I remember this is a really embarrassing story we had gone to bed and he was like ready to go to sleep and I stayed up and picked an argument with him Mm. until I found something to be triggered by and then the next day I got my period and I was like oh yeah yeah <laughs> I'm so sorry I fully relate to that like my partner and I went on a, like a an engagement moon if that's what you call it but yeah. we went to the Maldives and we had this really beautiful holiday planned and it was meant to be so relaxing and so nice mm. and it was the week before my period it just every holiday I've been on in the last year has been lined up perfectly to be the week before my period. So like I am absolutely raging. And when I tell you I'm raging, like I could not stand being around him. Like I was on holidays with this person and I was like, fucking leave me alone. Like I want to hurt you. (laughs) Like I go into this rage. Like I'm like, fuck off. I don't want to talk to you. And um, I remember walking through the airport and like he was a couple of meters in front of me and I'm walking behind him with my suitcase and all my bags, just like quietly to myself going, fuck you, fucking fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely losing it. And then it's almost like as soon as I start bleeding, yes, I get the release. I'm like, oh, like I can breathe again. Yeah. Like, I, I've just got this buildup of anger and frustration and thank God, like you don't live with your partner because my poor fiance has to deal with this every month is I I can't stand to be near him. No, I I can't. I literally have to like put me, like put me in another room and lock the door. I remember reading (laughs) on Google once I Googled something to just to validate my feelings. Mm. And it was talking about the days of our period and when we start to feel better. And it was giving like an explanation on day one, two, three, four, whatever. And I think it said by day three, it said by this point, you'll start to apologize to your partner for everything you've just done. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so true. Like, like this is where I start going. Oops, I'm sorry. Like, I love you. Don't, don't I go. need you. I know I told you to leave, but come back. 
No, so one of her points is to avoid stressful situations, don't make decisions and avoid stressful people. And so I literally have to tell my closest family and friends because they're in the firing line and then just like retreat and like go inwards, you know, watch TV. Like last night I put my phone away and just like had a break from technology and like listen to podcasts, distracted myself. And one thing I must always say is like what you said before about you feel like you have depression. That is 100% my experience. I haven't got depression, but it is the one time I really relate to people that experience like a chemical based depression Mm. because nothing in my life has happened or changed from the day before Mm. but suddenly I'm looking at the world through this sad and depressed lens like I feel like void and and sad and like it's like feel it in my third eye like this heaviness this edge of crying sort of feeling yeah I fully relate and I do like sometimes I just sit in my car and cry (laughs) like I just you know it's just one of those times where it's like I just need to let it out and sometimes I find I think I remember saying this to you but I find actually bleeding and having my periods like shedding yeah well no it's like it's like the rebirth for me Mm. it's like I sit there and I'm crying and oh my god it sucks and I'm so depressed and then I bleed and I'm like all right like let's rebuild you know like we're at rock bottom like how are we gonna get out and I don't know, for me, it's like this rebirthing of myself every month. Mm. But before the rebirth, it's like I have to go through the destruction. Mm. Like I'm like destructing so badly that then by the time I get there, like I'm rebuilding after that. Like it's so interesting. Definitely. I relate to that. mm. And it's, yeah, in that time I have to go, like you said, inwards. Like I need to spend time alone and I need to be Mm. really kind to myself For me, I struggle a lot with like IBS and bloating Mm. and I've always had a connection between my hormones and my digestive system. So there's there's a real problem between those two things. And so when I'm around my period and I've got those hormones going through my body, they interfere with my digestive system. I get really bloated and I get really kind of like fluidy around my hips and my thighs Mm. and things don't fit me. Things don't look good on me. And so like, I really struggle with body image throughout that time because I'm like, my body is different, Mm. right? It does look different. And I have to be super kind to myself. I have to speak to myself and say like, you are in the phase where like your hormones are reacting with your digestive system. This is not who you are. This is not attached to your worth. Mm. This is just what you're going through because we'll get into it. But in two weeks, fuck me, I'm on top of the world. (laughs) I feel the best I've ever felt and I look the best and everything fits me and I feel really confident. So it's like knowing I'm getting back there, but giving myself the space to feel a bit shit in that time. Oh my God, going global when you're in those hard moments is really common I think that this is how I'm going to feel forever yeah I don't remember feeling good previously it's like my memory blocks all the times I felt good recently and I think I'm always fucked I'm always sad I'm always down Mm -hmm. and then like I think the future is going to be the exactly the same and then I bleed I release I feel connected to my body during that time and then I get into the the phases ahead and I'm like I'm always going to feel good Mm. you know and I forget the down and it's so hard to to connect to like how I felt sad in the past when I'm feeling good so it's really important yeah not to just like define that as like a forever thing 
I would really recommend to anybody getting like certain apps like the Flow app for yeah. me because I can actually see and I do, I check it every day because it gives me notifications, but I can see what's coming up. So like I may be feeling really good, but I can see in a few days my mood's going to drop. So like be prepared, you know, like mm. this energy is not going to last. This mm. feel good high is going to come down and not to be surprised by it. I feel like for me that really, yeah, was a game changer, but I, yeah, I learned how to really spice up the follicular phase. We're going with it. We're going with it. The follicular. Follicular? We should have Googled how to say it. Literally. Hey, Siri. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Between follicular and ovulation is my prime. Yeah. Like, come to mama. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Like, I'm horny. I want to have sex. I feel confident. Yeah. Like for me, I was telling Louisa before, like the ovulation phase for me is like the baby making phase. Like my body's really like, I want a mate. Mm. Like I want you to have my baby. I want to have your babies. <laughs> See, this is something interesting. And it, we were discussing this before the episode. Everyone's different, right? Yes. I'm really different. And maybe this is because I am on a contraceptive pill, which is a synthetic hormone. I don't get that horny around phase two and three. Mm. My most... I hate the word horny, but my most like aroused <laughs> phase for me is either at the end of the luteal phase or during menstruation or the, at the very end of menstruation mm. when I'm going, when I'm at the end of my period and I'm going into the, the do phase, number two, the follicular phase, I can like feel the intensity of my whole body. Mm. Whereas when I'm in knee deep in ovulation, by then it's like, I think it's the pill. I really think it's the pill, but I become very like numb Mm. down there. Like I can't feel anything. I'm, I'm struggling to like get going. I can get going once I've had enough foreplay, Yeah, but I'm not like, just chilling out and ready to go yes yeah see i i honestly think it's probably got to do with the pill because people that i speak to that are on nothing Mm. like myself we all kind of feel horny around the same time but it's a it's an like an innate animalistic response to want to mate like we are releasing an egg that is can be fertilized that can reproduce and that's what we're born to do as mm. women, unfortunately. <laughs> well, for me, it's funny that you say that because when I am most connected to my body is when I haven't got the hormone in my system. So it's when I have mm. had a break and I'm on that yes. sugar pill and then I'm ready to go. Another point with menstruation that Lucy talks about is to really slow down and go inwards like we talked about do low impact exercise these aren't the weeks to push it in the gym yeah and give your permission to do not self permission to do nothing I actually find having my period as like this really nice week to be like I'm actually gonna just watch tv with the heat pack on my stomach and eat shit food yeah, yeah. like I, I don't have that pressure of I feel like I should be doing something mm-hmm. she actually talks about in her book about how the slower you are during menstruation the more energy you will have in the later phases I love that I yeah. haven't necessarily experienced that or experimented with that but give it a go yeah It's a great idea. It's like the permission week to give yourself a break. Mm. And we should be able to give ourselves a break whenever, but unfortunately we're hardwired to go, go, go and life's so quick and fast and we got to do this and then we got to be here. And I think, yeah, like just give yourself permission to take a break, like whenever you need it. The follicular phase that we've touched on, 
So this is post-period, about day six to day 13, depending on how long your period is. It's between your last bleed and ovulation. This is the best phase. Mm. This is my best week. It's when we have the most energy. We have a peak in our hormones. You love how you look. Mm-hmm. You are the strongest in the gym. You're getting stuff done. Plan stuff here. This is when you've got your most energy. If you want to socialize a lot in this week and work, like you've got the energy to sort of stretch yourself. Absolutely. For me, this is like where I feel I believe in myself. Mm. Like I'm like, I'm going to take action on something that I felt afraid of or scared Mm. to do just like anything like if it's going to be like applying for a new job or taking a risk I'm just like this is the week yeah you've got like a motivation to take risks and a backing of myself like I believe in myself I'm like no you got this girl go for it this is the problem with this phase it's like it gaslights you oh my god I'm like I'm gonna feel like this forever and then like I'm booking stuff in for like the next three weeks and then I get there and I'm like I don't want to do that oh my god (laughs) that is so true you make so many plans and then they come around and you're like no you're like I want to be in bed Oh my god, that's like the fucking holiday thing. It's I needed to start booking holidays that are gonna be around my follicular phase. Yes. Like I need to be in my prime while I'm on holidays or else I'm just depressed. Stage three, our third hormonal cycle, is ovulation, which is about day 14 to day 20. So it's when you ovulate to the next phase, the luteal phase, which is when your hormones drop. Mm. So for me, like the ovulation phase is a lot like around having my period. Like, so in terms of the way I see my body, I start getting bloated again. I start feeling really crappy. Um, But there is a period in that time where I do feel a little bit frisky. Like Mm. I'm starting to feel myself. Like, like I was saying earlier, Um, the eggs being released, the egg wants to get fertilized. I'm not on hormone replacement. So my body's in it's like animalistic form. Mm. It's looking for a mate that tends to be my fiance. (laughs) Lucky him. (laughs) Um, and yeah, like I tend to be a lot more sexual and Mm. intimate during this phase. Like I'm also really intimate around my menstrual cycle. Like I want cuddles, Mm. but like, I'm also very, I, I like being touched around my ovulation. Like that's my most intimate connected time to my partner. And it's probably when I feel the most sexually attracted to him, which is not to say I don't feel sexually attracted to him, but there's definitely periods throughout my cycle where I want him to fuck off. Like, Mm -hmm. don't come near me. But yeah, like during this time, I'm like, come on over. Yeah, I feel like for me, because I'm obviously on the pill, this phase I feel the least connected to. And that's probably because I don't ovulate being on the pill. I know some people do. I don't think you're supposed to. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, I I still remember like my first ovulation coming off um, hormone replacement was really intense. Like Mm -hmm. I was having a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions. And like I said, I used the flow app and I went to the app and it was kind of validating that that's how I would feel that day. Mm. And I was like, oh, like that makes sense. Like my body's releasing an egg for the first time in nine years. Like, of course, I feel overwhelmed. Like my hormones are going wild. Like my body doesn't know what's going on. And anyone who's going through that transition, can I just say like it gets worse before it gets better Mm. in terms of like your hormones. So 
I went and saw a specialist because I was having really painful periods and cramps and, you know, around my ovulation, I was also cramping and having like really gassy sort of IBS stomach. And I spoke to the specialist and she basically said the only solution is to get back on hormone replacement, which was saying I didn't want to do. Mm. And she said, but your body will adjust like it's recalibrating. So oh. right now you're getting an overwhelming sense of like release of hormones but it will recalibrate and it will level out and you will feel better. Mm. And some people are the other way where they don't have any hormones producing for ages and so they have a massive dip. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, for me, when I got off the pill, I got off the pill for about six months and my skin was Mm. like it brought my self-esteem down really low. I know obviously acne, like you're worthy, all that stuff, but it really is a knock to how you feel about yourself when you go through it. and. I ended up jumping back on the pill because I actually got into a new relationship. So it was so, and I also just wanted my skin to go away. And I've reduced slightly off the pill I was on to a lower dose, but I am terrified of how to get off it Mm. because it's such a, like, I was chucked on the pill when I was 14, 15 Mm -hmm. for skin or for something. I can't remember. Just at the doctor's, I had no idea what I was signing up for. I had no idea the repercussions of having to get off it later down the track. I wish I had more information when I was a kid about what that meant for me and what other options. I mean, I don't think there were as many options as there are now. But the same thing, like I went through, I, um, I felt pregnant to my boyfriend when I was 17 and we'd been together for a couple of years. Guys, you know, the one, (laughs) the, the infamous, the infamous ex-boyfriend, but we look, we were not ready to have a child and we knew that at the time and Mm. going into hospital and having that termination, I was forced to go on to some contraception Mm. and I was given absolutely no information. And at the time I was really young. I don't even feel like I properly consented to it. And I woke up and had the implant on in my arm. And I remember just having no idea what that meant or what that was. Mm. And then I just became addicted to it. Like I didn't want to let it go. Yeah, your body's addicted to it. Yeah. And I I noticed once I had that termination and I had the implant on in my arm like I did become a lot calmer yeah I was 17 my hormones were probably running wild but Mm. I noticed a difference in my attitude towards myself like I felt like I could contain my emotions a lot better and I was a little bit more numb to my environment so when it came time for that three years to have it replaced I would always just say yeah let's do it again because I I like how I feel Mm. and I truly believe that it changed how I feel because the second I stopped taking it, I felt fucked. Like Mm. I felt super depressed. And I also came off antidepressants at the same time. Don't recommend them. Don't do them both together. Mm. But it was horrible. Like it was really, really hard. Coming off antidepressants and hormones at the same time, that is a recipe for disaster. Oh, if I can get through that, like, I can get through anything. Yeah, I can't believe you did that actually. I know, it's like, so stupid. What but a it wild was call. it was time to have it replaced. And I just had a conversation with my partner who's very like he's just very natural. Like he doesn't like taking medications and he's not really he's really pro releasing your own chemicals in your body like he loves saunas ice baths runs gyms swims you know all of that stuff so Mm -hmm. when he found out that I was on a hormone replacement like he kind of just was like 
surely that's not good for your body. Mm. And I and then I started to question it and I was like, maybe it's not. And I don't think it is for some people and it is good for others. Like for me, like I lo- read a lot on TikTok or watch a lot on social media about how negative it is for you and your body and how it can change who you're attracted to. It can change like all of these different things. For me, I actually didn't notice much of a difference yeah. being off it and being on it. I thought I did, but being back on it I'm pretty much the same person and for some people it really works the pill I know for people that have really severe PMDD symptoms like mm. the pill can be like the most amazing answer also there's a lot of myths around you can become infertile and all this stuff I've been reassured by like gynecologists and my doctor that that's not there's actually no science to back that up although people may have experienced that like they may experience a struggle to get pregnant that could have been there anyway yeah everybody is different and I think it's about curating a choice that is right to your body and getting lots of information if I had the choice back then I wouldn't have gone on it but because I'm here now it actually works for me totally and why change something that works for you exactly I've never been pregnant and I don't want to be pregnant just yet so it's the safest it's the safest thing for me like I'm not going to jump off have to risk making a decision so yeah I feel like the decision has to be for your body Absolutely. And I guess I was in a position at that time where Mm. kids are on the table, you know, Mm. like they are an option. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like there, if it happens, you know, like, so it was like kind of leaving it up to the universe in that aspect of like, we're not stopping it anymore, Mm. you know, and just seeing where it goes. Well, thanks for listening, guys. If you listen to this podcast, we'd love it if you could share and post on Instagram and show us where you're listening. Yes. And please share this episode with anyone that you think might need some information about their hormones or you feel like will relate to this episode in any way. Share it with your girlfriends. And please leave us a review. I know we ask all the time, but it means a lot to us. Yeah. And it really shows others that our podcast is valuable. So if you like it, please help show other people that they'll like it too. Thank you so much. Bye.